Brenda Three Dog. I'm a compulsive overeater and a very grateful member of this fellowship. Um, I, I was raised uh, in a home where um, with, with a mom who was really a perfectionist, a hard worker, um, very morally upright. My dad was a World War II veteran. So uh, the bar was set pretty high uh, for me to, in terms of service and doing well and uh, sucking it up and get things done. Um, and as a kid, I, I, I often wonder now at this point in my life, where did my, I didn't even know it was a disease. I know it is now, but where did that come from? When did it start? What was the cause? And that doesn't all really matter uh, as I'm learning. But I, my first memories as a kid, um, I, I just uh, loved the ice cream truck. I would chase it up and down the street as soon as I could walk. And as soon as I had a, a dime in my hand, uh, I joined Campfire Girls, and we did tours of, of wonderful places, places that made candy, places that uh, we also cleaned up and helped people, but there were always uh, cookies and different treats around, and I really liked Campfire Girls, needless to say. Um, so I was really drawn to food from my earliest, uh, albeit foggy, recollections, in uh, at adolescence, I really started having binges. I babysitting was a big thing back then, and we used to get fifty cents an hour. Um, but the people would always say, uh, "Help yourself to you know if you get hungry, help yourself to something in the fridge." So technically, it wasn't stealing, right? However, I don't know why I thought that I needed to disguise what I was eating out of their fridge. And I would take things and I would take their bowls of covered things that they had in there or whatever they had. And I would uh, take a, some of it, but I would try to rearrange it so they would not ever know how much I had taken. And I would rotate among the things, uh, the different items there. And um, I thought, of course, that nobody else would have ever thought of that. I thought it was very clever. And then as I got into adolescence, I started putting on uh, weight and I was really, I really idolized the cheerleaders. I loved looking at the, the beautiful quote unquote people and wanting to be really thin. I wasn't, uh, I thought I was terribly overweight. As I look back on photos now, I really wasn't. Um, I wasn't thin and I was gaining weight, but, you know, it's kind of amazing to me, the distorted image I had of myself, uh, even as an adolescent. So I started wondering about ways to lose weight and I do crazy things, uh, diet wise, but one day I thought, what if I just vomited, you know, and then I could eat again. And I started thinking about that. Now, this was in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. I had never heard of an eating disorder. I had never heard of any behaviors related to eating disorders. And I thought that I had come up with this idea all by myself, and nobody else in the entire world had ever thought of this. 
And um, as it turns out, I really, really hated to vomit. I'm just, I just couldn't physically couldn't do it. I tried and tried and tried. And so I gave that idea up. But I was always searching for what would make me happy, what would make me stop eating, what would make me feel normal. And consequently, at age um, 19, I was just desperate for a change of life, um, right? Uh, 18, 19 years old. And I married um, a man who was um, also trying to change his life uh, drastically because he was in the seminary and he didn't want to be a priest. So we collided with each other and uh, about, we were both the same age uh, and we got married and I was disowned. He was disowned and, um, and pretty soon I was pregnant and he was a very violent man. So I already had a very low self-esteem. And in those days, there wasn't much help if you found yourself in a marriage or a situation like that. So two babies later, long story, I managed to get out of the situation. Actually, the priest that married us uh, was aware of the situation and he said, you will leave this marriage and we, and I will get an annulment for you. It was just seemed bizarre to have an annulment with two children, but there's a whole formal process. And he actually undertook that and paid for it and uh, was a very kind and wonderful uh, advocate uh, to me and to my children. So then I was faced with, well, uh, how do I make a living? I, I guess I could go on welfare. Well, I found another option that was more appealing to me um, I loved studying. I loved reading. In fact, when I was a kid and I got in trouble, my parents would ground me from the public library and I couldn't get my Nancy Drew books. And that hurt my feelings worse than anything you could have ever done to me. So I took the, um, I took the academic way out. I actually applied for, um, loans and grants through the universe, through the different, uh, universities and systems ended up at UC Davis by myself with two babies and um, I got a BA and then um, I went on to San Diego for uh, graduate studies. And so that is uh, how I spent my time. I got uh, a job immediately after graduate studies and uh, started a career that I ended up staying in and that I loved. Um, and at that point I met my, uh, husband, Julian, and we were married for 30 years until he passed away of, of cancer, a very gentle, kind man. I, 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 uh, did one thing, right. I looked for the exact opposite of the man I married the first time. And, uh, and, and then we had a daughter and, and, uh, he adopted the two boys. And, and so we went through life, um, uh, you know, fairly happy, except that my disease was around me all the time. And he was from a huge Filipino family. And I don't think he was a compulsive overeater. I think he was a cultural overeater. <laughs> and their, their family was just about food. I mean, everything was about food. And they did it very, very well. And so um, he, he was overweight. Uh, but he didn't have the same behaviors and compulsions that I did. So I, I can't, you know, I can't judge what he was going through. Uh, but um, 
It certainly kept me in my, in my disease, although I was a secret eater for most of the time. Um, I ate my way up to 200 pounds with no end in sight. Um, and then I ate my way up to 300 pounds with no end in sight. I stumbled into OA in somewhere in the 1980s in a food fog. And in those days, the meetings were very, very small. We didn't live in a big area, um, maybe three, four people. Um, they talked about sponsorship and different things and it scared me to death and I left. Um, I liked the literature, uh, but I, I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I left and I thought there's got to be a better way I can, I can, I can handle this. I've got this covered. How at 30, 300 pounds, I thought I had it can't, uh, handled. I will never know, but nevertheless, uh, after, um, after Julian passed away, the kids were grown up and I was really felt lost and struggled and, um, and finally, uh, moved, um, up to where my uh, married daughter was. I got busy with grandkids. I was still in my career. Uh, and then I retired pretty soon after that. I had some health scares. And so I actually went vegan before the pandemic. Uh, and I did lose some weight. I did come down from the 300 pounds, but it was white knuckling it, white knuckling it, white knuckling it. And I would have this wonderful vegan uh, run of meals for maybe two weeks. And I was starting to feel, oh yeah, this, I have got this, you know, it is good. And then I would binge for a week. And this, then I'd be able to string together a few days on the vegan diet. And then I would binge for a day. And uh, so it went. So I did lose weight overall. Um, but I can't imagine what my body was thinking, um, you know, during that, what my organs, how they were functioning. And I would start to go up and I would go down a little bit. And that's when I, and then the pandemic hit and, um, and somewhere in there, well, it was only, it was uh, actually this March that's coming up on six months here pretty quick in a few days. And I stumbled into uh, OA through Zoom. And that has been a whole different, completely different experience for me because it was like the world opened up to me. And I had just enough memory of some of the things that had been said in, in 1980, um, in the 1980s. And um, I didn't have any literature left, but I, I put some on my Kindle and I um, started going to meetings all over the world. Uh, and it started sinking in. My abstinence wasn't perfect, um, but it was abstinence. Basically, I started out with a plan of don't binge, just don't binge. Have three meals with a space in between, you know, a few hours at least. I mean, two, three hours, just don't binge. And uh, that combined with the literature and the, and the, meetings I listen I can't tell you I, I attended three four or five meetings a day and just listened 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 didn't did not unmute myself did not interact uh, you know no eye contact don't engage just listen I listened forever and uh, and then I just uh, found that that the whole world was opening up 
everything clicked and made sense. The concept of one day at a time, because promises, how many promises had I broken to myself? Oh, I'm going to do this diet for six months and I'm going to lose two pounds a week. Let me calculate that out. Now let me write it down and sign it and tack it up on the wall, you know, and that concept of just one day, the relief that poured off of me to just not just, and, you know, I'd have to remind myself because I would, I would get caught up and wow, I wonder what I'll weigh in a week from now. Well, you know, that's not my business. That's not my business. And gradually, um, and oh, getting a sponsor. No, no, thank you. And um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll do that in my own time. Um, you know, and gradually, as I read more and listened to more, I thought, well, I'm going to have to have a sponsor, but I, I'm new. I'm a newcomer. Let me just, and then a sponsor volunteered. I wasn't asking for a sponsor. Somebody private messaged me from a meeting and said, do you need a temporary sponsor? And I thought, well, temporary sounds okay. And so I said, and I'm a people pleaser. So I thought, what am I going to do? Tell this person, no, go away, you know, and I don't do that to people. I do, I do some now, yay for me, but uh, when appropriate, but I didn't do that. So I have a sponsor and uh, he turned out not to be, a, I don't know if he knows he's not a temporary sponsor, but anyway, six months later, he's still my sponsor. And um and it, it, it was a match. It's, it's, uh, it's not, you know, you will eat this at this time. I don't necessarily talk to him every day, um, but he gets me and uh, his path has been somewhat similar to mine uh, in certain aspects, not, not in, in, in all of them, of course. So anyway, that was a, a definitely a higher power um, providing for me what I thought I would never be able to swallow about the program. So anyway, here I am with my three dogs. I am very grateful to be in this fellowship. I consider it a miracle. I have come down. Uh, I am now in my, in my low two thirties. Uh, I would love to get under 200 pounds not to prove a point, but to see the promises and to follow the literature that I've read that says I should be working on or approaching a healthy uh, body weight. And I am in no rush. It's God's timing, not mine. But for the first time in my life, since my ice cream truck chasing days, I I take a day at a time and I don't do it perfectly, but I have had a pretty good abstinence for the past six months and I've never felt better. So um, with that, I will pass.